The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Near side to the 40. And John Sullivan runs him down at the 47-yard line. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. Looking at that play, he should have just held on to it, Paul. He should have. He could have easily gotten five or six yards if he would have just pulled that thing down and dove forward. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, field and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Off by Diggs. Stay oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No. I got to say, um, as we knew we would talk to Paul Allen this week, because he's, he's a must-have during Bears-Vikings week, um, does Paul Allen have two of the most memorable calls for a local broadcaster uh, than anyone has ever had? When you think of the Brett Favre call and you think of this is not Detroit, man, this is the Super Bowl in that playoff game, and then he has the Minneapolis miracle when Stefan Diggs was hit, I mean, one one on this side as a crushing defeat, the other the exhilarating victory. The highs are highs, the the lows are low. He has ridden the broadcasting roller coaster. Yes, he and and, and both better than anybody. And describing them both to perfection. Let's bring him in right now. He's our friend, and he is the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm looking forward to possibly, if he if he's willing, to meet him in person. What do you mean if he's willing? He doesn't it, think he's wi- you don't think he's willing to meet you. You, you never know. He may say, "Look, have you had well, your I, shots?" I'm I, like you know how these broadcasters are when they're in game day mode. They shut the broadcast door and they don't allow visitors. So a uh, PA will be at Soldier Field uh, this weekend. We uh, have him right now on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. He's Paul Allen joining Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, PA? Well, with the with, with the Favre call, the the depressing call. I'm, I mean, granted, it was the NFC title game, but I mean, you don't have to go back 15 years to find depressing calls. I mean, shoot, <laughs> I, I've had about eight of them this year during the one and four with the eight fumbles lost. And uh, regarding meeting, I mean, you, you know, how, Sylvie, I mean, you, you know how it works from our text message exchanges. Saturday nights are generally good before Sunday games. But on a Vikings road trip, I'm just not comfortable meeting at a dispensary. So we, I mean, you know, we, I, I, I just really don't know where to go from there. Okay, sorry. Well, if he's knocking on your broadcast door on Sunday, will you let him in, Paul? 
hundred percent. You know, I did a um, I did a Bears uh, podcast with uh, Pete Bursich, uh, our analyst, and Joniak and Thayer yesterday, and uh, we were talking about stadiums. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's available at the Bears website, but um, we were talking about stadiums. And now, uh, granted, the booth at um, at Soldier Field it's really really small, so we're super cramped. But both of you could fit in there if you wanted to. But it's such a wonderful helmet high low-level, like, video game angle. I mean, this weekend we got a couple of one-and-fours and and nothing has to give, but the video game angle behind the Bears bench, I mean, I you know, so I I could hear players yelling at Matt Nagy a couple of years ago. That's that's how rough it was. So are you next next to Joniak's booth? Uh, We're about, um, we're probably four to the four away from the lake, maybe five. So, of course, Jeff and uh, Fade to Black, uh, they get the 50 and they put us on the 20. But that's okay. That's fine. We understand how it works. I'm going to find you before because I do that the sounds pregame like a threat. show now. Yeah. That sounds no, like a threat. No, bro, do this. Do, do, I mean, seriously, if you're going to stop by, then, then taking a series or a quarter with the headphones on and just, like, stand right next to me, man, that'd be super cool. And, and you know, like, un- unlike Philadelphia, where the, the fans are very uh, close to the visiting box box, well, the, the fans are here, too. You know, and, and I can get loud occasionally. I don't uh, know how loud necessarily I'm going to get during a one and four. But the cool thing is, is that little concourse level or whatever it is, it's like we, we're starting to see the same fans every year. So it's like, hey, Bob, how you been? Uh, Sally, how, uh, how's the husband and the kids? And, you know, so it's, uh, it has a very warm feel to it. Please stop by. That'd be super cool. Yes, I will. I will for sure. So you were, we were, I think we, we, we tweeted a couple of times because the Bears just had the commanders and you once told a famous story about nearly oh. getting to a fight in, in D.C. What's worse? Is the D.C. booth worse or the Philly booth? No, the, the, the FedEx field booth is the worst in the National Football League for a visiting announcer. Um, I mean, it, it's, you know, I'm racetrack raised, so I can, you know, I can call it from anywhere off binoculars. Like, you know, speaking of that, in the fifth race at Arlington Pup, in the fifth race at Balmoral, Sylvie should be listed. Sylvie should be listed as a gelding. So don't forget about the uh, the horse racing piece. But um, the thing with the FedEx thing is just it, it's they have you crammed in there. It's I mean they, these are complete Western suburb problems or champagne problems here. Yeah. By the way, let's let's have that be a qualifier that you could just tell they don't care about it. Now we have you know we have the uh, the replay booth right to our left, which is super cool because. You know, I, I can uh, uh, attempt to use the uh, whatever charm God has given me to uh, like, hey, how you guys doing and everything? Cool. Maybe we can get one of those calls to go our way. Uh, but the problem is they don't let me tape my stuff up on the window uh, uh, on the glass because then that impedes their view of half the field. So that sucks. And then when uh, when a player heads to the far end zone on the near sideline, well, you lose the whole thing because of the Washington team standing up on the sideline. So it's just, I mean, Jeff can better explain it than me. In fact, it was so bad that play-by-play immortality, Merrill Reese with the Eagles and Mike Quick, uh, you know, so they didn't go there. They're, they're, they're calling road games from, from their home city during the pandemic like all of us. But then when everything opened up, 
they just started refusing to go to FedEx Field because, A, the booth is a dump, and, and B, the whole place left a lot to be desired, you know? At least you have some muscle in the booth with you, right, P.A.? I mean, oh, oh, you know what? That's what I was going to do. Do me a favor, um, and and this is going to be for your eyes only, Waddle and Sylvie. So yep. you guys, you look at it all you want. I'm going to send you a picture from that situation at FedEx Field you were talking about yep. last year. But I need you to ask a question for about 22 seconds. <laughs> okay, good, good. Set up the question for PA here. Okay, this he's... is this, this is the question I have for you. As we all know, Bill Parcells said very long ago, you are what your record says you are. So, right. PA, as I drag this question out, you all were 13 and 4 last year. You're 1 and 4 this year. Which was would be a better description of who this team really is? Were you as good as 13 and 4 last year? Are you as bad as 1 and 4 this year? The, bro, the question was 19 seconds. Uh, I almost got this. <laughs> I almost got uh, there. I almost got there. No, I'm going to send you a picture with members of SWAT toting machine guns about a foot behind me as a fan was trying to climb into the box box and and uh, and potentially go Dahmer on me. Okay, no. so that that's coming here momentarily. <laughs> okay, um, I'll well, be waiting I mean, for you, that. you guys, you know, like like I don't know if Tommy bets races or whatever, but like, yes, yeah, he, he does. Yes, he does. By the right. way, so I mean, a gelding is a horse that's had its testicles. I know. Okay, I know. back to you, thanks. I'll get texts from Waddle every so often when he's watching Canterbury on TVG. So I yep. know. I know he pays a little bit of attention or whatever, so I'm going to use a, um, a horse racing analogy here. We won every photo finish last year, yeah. and we are losing every photo finish this year. Now, I mean, as you guys know, but specifically Tom, because he played, uh, all of these seasons are snowflakes, man. I mean, there are no two that are alike. So it's a season, yes, but no two are alike. And, and we've all seen a lot. I'm just to a man. With these drop fumbles and and these interceptions that have been dropped, and and like in the Chargers game, one of our corners, Caleb Evans, had a pick down at the two, we're going to win the game. But, of course, the ball goes through his hands and right into Joshua Palmer's arms, and he scores a touchdown. So, like, we're losing these fumbles, man, at the 1, the 2, the 20, the 27, the 28. I mean, it, it just completely sucks. I've never seen anything like it. Now that plays into it. So on the other side of it, you know, if you look at the 11 and 0 last year in the one score games, that there was nothing. If you believe in luck, and I'm not a big luck guy, but if you believe in like luck or fortune coming your way for whatever the reason, there were not things that took place last year, uh, two, three, or four times on the positive side that were as close to the misfortune we're experiencing this year. Mm. And by the way, the schedule has been a freaking bear. I mean, the Bucks have come up good, as the Bears know. Then we got the Eagles. And we have the Chiefs. The Chargers got a nice quarterback. And despite the 99-yard pick six down Charlotte way, you know, we, we eked one out against that winless bunch. So it, it's, it's just been crazy, man. Oh, and now we lost J.J. for a month. Yeah. What, how does everyone feel about Cousins? Does everyone believe this is, A, his, his last season in Minnesota? And, Paul, do you believe that they are entertaining thoughts about trading him? Oh, I got the picture. Okay, here we go. Um, hold on. Um, Sylvie, you ask me that same question every single year. And and it's not like, I mean, you're elite. You guys are elite, and you rule the roost in a super big market, and you both make a ton of cash. So so that's cool. This is not this is not any disrespect to Sylvie, the radio guy. But First of all, why. that was Waddle who I asked know, you the question. You don't even know us yet. 
I get asked that question so much. And, I mean, to whom much is given, much is expected. I understand that. So, Kirk, I guess, has the audacity to become the first in the history of the NFL to take a fully guaranteed deal. Oh, boy, that sure sucks. Like, like no, everybody bitching about him. Nobody's going to do that. All right, well, 2018 was his worst season. He's throwing it to Minka Fitzpatrick and P.J. Williams, and they're going the wrong way, and the team wasn't very good. But after that, he gradually has improved every single year. For my taste, last year was the most cold-blooded best season of his career. And, and okay, so is he in the conversation of, of Mahomes and, and some of the other quarterbacks? You know, like Josh Allen is big and imposing and he can run. But, I mean, truly, you know, what, what has Josh done at, like, the, uh, a level that's super higher than Kirk's? And Kirk's more accurate. So, I mean, we could go a million different directions with this. I'm, I'm, you know, the fact that he is unrestricted into the offseason just still completely baffles me. And I'm not, you know, I'm not one that's going to go picking for information simply for my own knowledge because I'm never going to break anything on Twitter. So, so I'm kind of guessing like the the rest of uh, let's say root nation. But but I will stand by this: if if you think finding a quarterback the caliber of Kirk Cousins is easy, well, good luck. I mean, God bless you with that because Kirk is is better than all the fans or a majority of fans here have felt he is. And he mostly has come through when he's had to. Then people are like, okay, what about the playoff record? Oh, cool. All right, so we, we go down to New Orleans. He wins the game on two passes at the end of the game, one super long. And then we went to San Francisco the next week, and they trucked us for like 270 on the ground. And, we're, and, and the Niners that year were a Garoppolo to Emmanuel Sanders misfire from winning the freaking Super Bowl. That's the team we lost to. Uh, so in the Giants game, he runs up a, last year a bunch of yards, and he looked fantastic. Oh, but what about the check down? All right. He probably should have thrown the thing up to somebody. And, Paul, and the, just the take, Kirk Cousins filibuster is not necessary. I yeah. actually, the check down is going to be magnified. I actually think he's a good player. Yeah, so like ask him the question again. You didn't missed, hear the question. Yeah, so much so that I think the Jets probably think he's a really good player as well. Maybe – the Jets would be interested in trying to trade for him because they think that he could help them win something. Look, so, uh, look at the picture. All right, so, um, so okay, well, Kirk has a no trade. Right. Kirk, that, now, that was from FedEx Field last year for your eyes only. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> Still haven't gotten it. So, so great. Kirk has a no it. trade. Okay. Why, why does it behoove Cousins? Granted, we're one and four. Oh, that's and, great. And it, it's a 50-50-ish game this weekend, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, but um, but it, 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 at the end of the season, he gets a chance to call his own shot for potentially his final massive deal. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm a buy, not I guy. At least I try to be as much as I can. But in this case, if I'm Kirk, then I, I, I got to circle the wagons around the eye a little bit here. Because yeah. now Kirk's smart. And, and, you know, Kirk puts in a lot of time, and he's, he's one of the most prepared players for games that, that I've ever come across, at least in my time here. And uh, so he could absorb the playbook and learn the playbook, but how quickly? Yeah. And what happens during that time? Um, and, and, you know, the, the, jet, the, the Jets are no bargain to get by certain teams, A, in their division, or B, in their conference. So that's a massive move. You know, I mean, I understand what you're saying there, and they got a really nice defense, but – I just don't think Kirk wants to leave, no matter the record, until the end of the year and, and, the, and the contractual stuff uh, pops up. All right. Totally cool. What do you think uh, of that picture? 
I think it's actually, after that discussion, I think these guys are actually there to take care of anybody who would be willing to criticize Cousins, not actually to defend you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, like, again, like, I'm most fearful of the guy in purple standing up, staring <laughs> that's down. That's you. I know that's you. <laughs> Well, you know the uh, the Vikings media relations team um, be, because there, there's a camera to my left. It's like one of those cameras they have in the booth, and the Vikings score a touchdown. It goes to Vikings.com on Wednesday, and and he's loose guy becomes God's cartoon character, and that's okay because it's part of 2023. That we're, we're cool with that. But see that that little camera, you know, picks up a little bit of audio. Um, uh, so therefore the media relations team here just loves it. That after I was screaming at that guy in front of me during a break, I was like, blah, 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 with all due respect. <laughs> and they just think, I mean, here, this Christian's dropping F-bombs and, and, and this guy, this guy has the analyst so pissed off. He almost won't talk. And then I'm like, I'm like, I'm just dinging him. Uh, well, and I was dinging the hell out of him when I saw those machine guns too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but then at the end of it, I'm like, with all due respect. So great. Paul, Paul Allen joining us, the voice of the Vikings. It's Waddle and Sylvie. What do you think? We have to switch from four to three. Now I'm sitting in a Starbucks parking lot. What's happening? What? uh, um, Because Courtney, who you know well, Courtney, she's great. But thank you for her, by the way. She's Uh, she's not that you had anything to do with it, but like uh, she had open locker rooms, so she was scheduled for three, and then she had to move to four. So you executed the trade nicely, and it was very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, she's uh, she's elite. Uh, She she, and and when I say elite. It's how to get to the tough stuff, like, like say, the defensive coordinator stuff with you guys or Claypool or some other weird things that took place here when she was here. She, she's very good at getting to that stuff while being respectful. Yeah, I absolutely adore uh, Courtney Gronin. Yeah. Uh, what do you – so on film, and we ask you this every year, all right? Now, this is Sylvie Ask. This is a Sylvie question, just so you yeah. know the voices. Does, yeah, well, does Waddle ever talk? Jesus, Pat, come on, Paul, come yeah, on. I got you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. You can't distinguish between the two of us after all these years? All these years. Yeah, I kind of can. Yeah, I can a little bit, but uh, I'm generally just sitting back waiting for my opportunity to talk. <laughs> we have one of those. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you this. What do you think of our guy, Fields? Do you like him? What do you see on film? Um, well... Um, I generally give them um, a good 25 before I start putting radio-related um, blanket um, opinions on players. I think that's a fair way to do it uh, with uh, rookies and free agents to a certain extent, new coaches and general managers and stuff like that. I, I know we're well past that. There have been two things this year on my game-calling depth chart that, quite honestly, in 22 of them, I don't think I've ever put down. And it's when we went to Carolina and I'm putting Bryce Young numbers down for the quick fire and the call, and his yards per attempt was 4.2. I mean, it's the cutest little number I've ever seen in my life, but I've never written it on a game-calling depth chart. Now, the second one is this week, when I just put down for field 75 sacks over 20 games. I mean, he played 15 last year and five this year, 75 sacks. Are you kidding me with that? I've never seen anything like that in my life. Uh, The the um, the standard go-to until proven otherwise for me with Justin is that he lost his swivel, that, that he just does not have a swivel. He can't find a swivel. It's just that head just does not go one, two, three, four. And, you know, then I'm watching all these, these ballyhooed 
uh, college quarterbacks everybody's talking about. And I'm not a big college football guy, but, you know, I'm just like like Drake May and Caleb Williams and this Bo Nix and, you know, some of the ones that everybody talks about. Man, they, they all got a common thread with those guys, and it's Aaron Rodgers-esque. And they break the pocket, and they get they, they, they're that run-pass option, but their, their eyes are down the field. And you guys watch it more than me with Justin. Uh, just the times I've seen him, that's not the case. Well, it's clear DJ has jumped up and helped a ton, and Justin running is a major, major threat. He got us for like 61 at U.S. Bank Stadium last year, but it was called back. But it was just a thing of beauty the way he did it. Well, I mean, DJ's jumped up, and so is Komet, but what about Mooney? I mean, Mooney's a receiver from the greatest receiving draft in the history of the National Football League 2020. And I like Darnell, man. I just think there's gold in them our hills if, if they can figure that whole part out. But once they do figure it out, does that mean Justin's going to fade to fire, five or seven step drop, and then go more, and then Mooney, and then Komet, and then whomever else? I, I just haven't seen it consistently enough, and, and I think that's a problem. It's good stuff. Really good. PA, we love you. I'm going to come find you on uh, Sunday. That's all right? a threat, and that's a yes. threat. Yeah, right yeah. on. And, and when you're in there, you know it's probably going to happen. And people are going to be like, nobody cares about this guy. Valus Jones Jr. has freaking murdered us the two times that we've seen him. He has two, <laughs> I don't think, two I don't think that'll career. happen this weekend. No, he has, He's he has killed two us, too. in his career. Both are against us. One was by air. The other was by land. So, like, you show up getting ready for DJ Moore, and, 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 and Valus Jones Jr., is running roughshod on us. I hope that doesn't happen. But please stop he's, by, okay? He's more afraid of Bayless Jones Jr. Oh than goodness. Justin you Fields. You can have him. Yeah. Take him back home with you. Yeah. <laughs> See ya, I PA. You You're the best. Thank you very much for the time. There you See go. You, buddy. He's Waddle. I'm Sylvie. Yeah, he's Same. crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> he's nuts. He's crazy. I just I responded to his picture. He's But, but he went on a filibuster about the how good Kirk Cousins is. I wasn't saying that Kirk wasn't a good you quarterback. I love Kirk Cousins. I don't know about that. I just think he's a better player than a lot of others. But, like, I, I'm, I'm interested. If, in fact, this team, if the Vikings lose to the Bears on Sunday, they're 1-5. in five. And despite what Paul said to you, there's a really good chance that I think that they are going to look to rebuild. And that may include asking Kirk to waive his no trade and try to move him. And as I said to you the other day, when I watched that quarterback series, and I loved it, there was something about the interaction between him and his head coach where I always felt there was a little bit of conflict. And I don't know. Maybe Kirk would be open to going to the Jets. Why not? A trade to right. try and go win. I know he loves it there and his family and everything, but still, it's, it's only a few weeks. Yeah. You go win. I'm just I'm, – I, I would think that at the very least it would be something that they all would consider at this point. Fildo uh, tweeted, and he says, you need to make sure PA is feeling okay. He just pulled a hawkeroo. That Josh Allen is good, but I'll take Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he told you that Bayless Jones, he's, just, he's afraid of Bayless Jones. Yeah, yeah, speaking of the dispensary. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, Waddle's World. Then we'll talk to Courtney Cronin here in uh, House Hall. We are uh, live. At the Bears practice facility, it's Waddle and Sylvie. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Why are you not entertained? 
Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you're here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Yeah, come on in. Maybe Charlie will sing for you. Waddle's World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. Do you want to sing the Telemore Do song for everybody, Charlie, that you were singing to us during the commercial? Telemore, Telemore, Telemore Do. That is BS right there. That was just such an awful And you've effort. lost your keys in the metaverse. I don't know, like, all the you lyrics. You weren't even trying right there. When the, when the song was going on, you actually were giving it a go. Well, I need the music to inspire my vocals. Okay. Are you I, in the band in high school or college, Charlie? No. Glee was, Club? Uh, I, I was in uh, middle school choir for a little bit. Oh, very good. I got to say, I bet you that most people who listen to the radio station, our show, that they enjoy the Tullamore do Irish whiskey jingle. That, that it's probably one of the most approved jingles we have on, on the radio station. Very catchy. Yes. Very catchy. I think we all enjoy it. I think we all sing to it's it. It's a toe tapper. When, when we hear it. I do. I think it's a toe tapper. Not well, though. Not as good as Charlie. No, Charlie, this is my point was, is in our down the line, I heard him singing. I was very impressed. And then I asked him to give us a little sample of how talented he was, and he just fumbled a football. Uh, Bears injury report is out. Pretty extensive, but there's really nothing there that has you overly concerned. Kyler Gordon is limited, was limited today. Uh, My guess is, as you'll see him on Sunday against the Vikings, Uh, Khalil Herbert did not practice, neither did Travis Homer, neither of those guys expected to play. Eddie Jackson was limited. Jalen Johnson was full participation with that hamstring, which is great. There's more trade talk surrounding him, too. Really? I, I thought I saw someone tweet out today about Pittsburgh being a possibility. Really? Yeah. I like Jalen Johnson. I may be the only one at the No, I do, too. I do, I, I do, too. But, I mean, if he's going to be a free agent and you can get something for him. Well, he's young. I mean, well, Very young, yeah. I know he's only got one interception. I get that. You've got money. Uh, so, I mean, maybe maybe see how he plays the remainder of the season and then make the decision whether or not you want to sign him. But he was full, uh, full participation. Cole Komet, I don't recall. This is kind of like he was limited today, so he was out there. And, and not as severe as the Braxton Jones situation. Obviously, that sent him to the injured list with a neck issue. But I don't think any of us even had any idea that Braxton Jones was hurt after that no, game. No, no. I had no idea that Cole Komet was dealing with a hamstring, but he's limited today. Doug Kramer, your guy. Yeah. Uh, his full participation. Back from the thumb, uh, Mercedes Lewis did not practice today. That's just because he's like a 20-year vet. He just decided, hey, I need some extra rest. He'll be fine. Lucas Patrick, Roshan Johnson, both in concussion protocol still did not practice. Uh, their ankle, Terrell Smith. Um uh, full participation, so that's good. And EQ, EQ did not practice. He's got a hamstring as well. Injury report brought to you by our friends at Costa Ivone Personal Injury Lawyers. Uh, it's an extensive list of guys, but it sounds like this may be the healthiest that they could possibly be this year if you think about Gordon possibly playing. Well, let me ask you that. Jackson playing, Jalen Johnson playing, so your secondary is pretty much back intact. Um, why would why would Kyler Gordon be limited? 
I'm not sure. It's a finger, right? I thought it was. Oh, he had a cast on for a while, right? Yeah. So, so, if, sure. so if he was designated to return, why is he limited? I'm not sure. Uh, listen, again, a, a cornerback, especially a guy who plays in the slot, his hands are so important to him. Maybe they're still a little bit curious as to whether or not he's got full use so of So could he be a week paws. away? Like could, that, could that's be. One of my first questions for Courtney. Yeah. You're, you're opening a 21-day window. Yeah. So, oh, right. So, so who knows where he is. Per- By the way, just, like, wasn't Eddie, out was it, was Eddie Jackson limited last week? And it was a short week. No, no he, I don't he, think he, he practiced at all. He never he practiced. No. Okay. So I would expect Eddie to play this week, though. But you're going to have your secondary back intact for the most part. My hope here is that Coach Eberflus, the defensive coordinator, doesn't go back to this passive approach just because his secondary is healthy. I'm going to run my system now. I hope that he uh, keeps turning up the heat and stays aggressive and comes after Cousins because the last thing you want to do is just let him sit back there and not be panicked or not be affected at all. Uh, I know everybody hates him, but if you leave him alone, he can still put, you know, he's averaging 300 passing yards per game. So pressure him. He's had a really good year. Get him off of his spots. I don't really think that they're going to change their approach either, even without Justin Jefferson. I think they just, you know, they won't have the same production from whoever steps in. I watched the Chiefs, and the Chiefs obviously pressure the quarterback much better. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins picked them apart when they were just, just rushing the quarterback yeah. normally. Yeah. Whenever they blitzed, whenever they blitzed is when they, whenever Cousins was off. You know what speed I mean? Speed him up. You got to speed you, him up. You have to. You have to get that immediate pressure on him because he will find guys even without Justin Jefferson when given time. You need to uh, reconnect with Paul because he just texted us and says the time that you proposed Not to good. Go bother him. Uh, no, that's prep time for him. He says, I'm on the field oh. from 10 to 10.50. Uh, during the game is when he wants that's you to That's booth prep by. time, yeah. during the game. Oh. Yeah. During the game, that's weird. He, he wants me to bother him during He's, the game. Yeah, so your time was booth prep time. He's on the field from 10 to 10.50, and then he wants you to come by during okay, the game. I'll come by during the game. Really? After I get done with the pregame show, I, I'm usually standing behind Joniak and there I'll stand behind... PA. Do you feel like you'll be like a traitor if you do that? You're no, no. I'm, 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 you know where my loyalties lie. With the Bears. Directly with the Vikings, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey, is expected to play tonight. And Are you su- I'm surprised. I think. Especially I, against the Broncos. I thought, well, Tay-Tay's in the building. Okay, she could still be in the building and. You know how this goes. I'm just saying. This is is, is she in the building though? Strictly because she likes pro- Chiefs football. Well, isn't no because the movie's out. Isn't she promoting the movie this weekend? Yes, I'm sure. This is this sure. is all. Maybe she'll even even be in the booth with Herb Street and Al Michaels. Wouldn't that be something? Put Al on the spot. What Al was your what was your Al Michaels thought, uh, Tyler? It wasn't an Al Michaels thought. It, it was just a. Broadcasting Chiefs games thought moving forward here with with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and it's especially works with Amazon because I don't know if people know this, but there are multiple broadcasts for Amazon. You get the straight call from Herbie and Al, you get the Spanish call, and then you also get what's called the I think it's called Prime Vision Stats Advanced Stats Call, which still has Herbie and Al, but it gives you 
The All-22 camera gives you tracers all across the field and all that. You want a Taylor cam, don't you? Why wouldn't you? For the NFL, why wouldn't you? have done the Toy Story game. You've done the Nickelodeon game. Take, take, take. Why wouldn't you do a Taylor Swift game? Because right now, wherever you are on the Taylor Swift watching experience, you're not happy with it. Well, wouldn't the, she be creeped out by this? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be too intrusive the, for her? You don't need the camera on her that's the entire spy, time. That's basically a spy cam. Yeah, it is. I mean, like... like. Well, if you think she's there to promote her movie, then she may she may well, want the camera on her the whole time. You don't need the, the camera on her the whole time, but you need Creeper cam. Swifties doing the game. You need the, the angle of the Swifties. Oh, my God. Look at that game. outfit. Like... You've got the the diehard NFL fans who think there's way too much Taylor Swift involved, and then you've got the diehard Swifties who think there's not enough, not enough Taylor Swift involved in the game. I think why it's a not do idea. a Taylor Swift uh, broadcast? It, it, well, no, it, it it makes sense. Ryan Seacrest could fly in Perfect. for it with somebody else. Yeah, who else right, could like do an it? E an E yes. style broad, kind of like the red carpet, and then that way like, you could remove the Taylor Swift Boyer exactly. camera. Away from the standard broadcast. You get maybe one or two cuts, and that's it. Yeah. I like it. See, I told you. Tyler's thinking. Tyler's always thinking. Who would be your host? I mean, I know you brought up Seacrest. He's already doing like a million jobs. Oh, he could fly in for the. Who isn't doing a million jobs? Michael Strahan's doing a million jobs. He still finds a way to do it. Strahan might be perfect for it. Yeah. He's got the entertainment. He would be the analyst. Um, About Nate Nate Burleson. That was the next name I was going to go to because they've got a little bit of the football perspective, but they also have the entertainment perspective as well. Jesse Palmer, another person who could do it. Have you seen any of this? The uh, the Golden Golden Bachelor? Bachelor? Just just slow snippets. I don't watch The Bachelor at all. It is just. And I haven't either, but just snippets. It is, it You're makes a big me giggle. guy, aren't you? I, I used to dabble, and I haven't watched it in years. Dalla loves it. That's it, Does he it, like the Golden Bachelor or no? I, we haven't we have asked to him. ask him. We have, we have to cross ask talk. Yeah. We, we're not cross-talking with them today. I, I would assume tomorrow, so we'll, we'll talk to them tomorrow. Gosh, it, there's just some funny nuts, funniness attached to it. By the way, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I told you a while ago, I'm weird about stuff. I like watching Diamondbacks baseball. <laughs> I do. Like I when they when they started would have ever said that this year. Well, there are certain teams that I enjoy watching play. Like there was a stretch when I enjoyed watching the Cubs play because they were, you know, they were doing their thing. Defensively they were good. They were stealing bags. They were a fun team to watch. And then they kind of they spit the bit. But the Diamondbacks, the team that put your team to sleep. Just went and, and swept the Dodgers. What's the big snake that uh, wraps that, that strangles you? The python. Is that the, yeah, they the were they were they were Diamondbacks. They were pythons to the Cubs. They were boa constrictors. They, they were boa constrictors. Choked you yeah, out. Yes, that's what they did to the Cubs. Yeah. You know what I want? I want a pool at Wrigley. I, every every stadium should have a pool. The White Sox, Brooks, yeah. if you're listening, I'm cool with that. Like it gets hot enough, you should have a pool. You can rent it out? Yes. Jaguar uh, Stadium suite. looks awesome. It's uh, every stadium yeah. where where you're playing in a warm weather environment and baseball mostly is, is warm. Give me a pool. A pool suite. I like it. Got to have a pool suite. Replace I would, the rooftops and make them raise the tops. That's good because you really can't see anyway. Yeah. You can't watch the games. There was a day where I would go on the rooftops and I could see every pitch. I watched some playoff games up at the rooftop. Now you're, you're, yes. Do you think they're going to fire, what's his name, Dave Roberts, in in L.A.? 
Um, I think I saw the odds. He's like minus one thirty to not return. Yeah, they he's they've been on this path for a little bit, haven't they? I know, like a lot of Dodger fans have wanted him gone. Listen, he, the Dodgers have obviously underperformed every single year except for the the COVID shortened season. But how much of it is really on Dave Roberts? Oh, listen, when Clayton Kershaw can't like, get out of the first inning of a playoff game. And then you're starting Lance Lynn on your winner go home game. He gave up four bombs last night, right? Yeah. It was a dong festival out there. Did you see there. his reaction? Like, it was, yeah. just, was he yelling at other people? No, no he was, was shell-shocked. Yeah, just his, his – he was – I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a neck problem today. He from, got to Steve Traxel? Yes. Yeah, he's got Steve, Steve Traxel syndrome? But, like, the – Mookie and, and Freddie Freeman, 0 for 10. Like, yeah. It, it, it's not all Dave Roberts. Well, right, and, and this is my point. And, like, when people bring up, oh, the Cubs only won one, it's really hard. It, like, it's it's hard to win multiples. And the Cubs won a tougher one than, than the Dodgers did, too. The Cubs won a, a full season, 162, and the Dodgers won the 60-game spread. Right. Go right. D-backs. You know how Carmen, the good kid in their show, they adopt a team and then they bet on them? We should have been on the D-backs to start the season. Bit Who did they take? History. Who did they end up? I think they had the Twins. Yeah, they, they had the Twins. They were a little upset yesterday. Yeah. A little upset. And that's why he was so mad at Abreu? Yes. That's why. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I won money on the Astros the last two games, so I apologize. It's not that I was trying to take money out of their pockets because it didn't go directly from them to me. I, I took the Phillies tonight. The Phillies I'm are bet a the dog. Phillies too. I bet them too. Uh, I, did you see this? Coin tosses do not actually have a 50 50 uh, set of odds. Well, that can't, that can't be. A team of experts flipped coins 350,757 times and discovered that the side that was originally facing up came back to the same position. 50.8% of the time. While it seems insignificant, the researchers said their findings are overwhelming evidence for a same-side bias. Hmm. You're not buying that? I don't you know. If you I, flip I, the coin another 350,757 times, it may be opposite. So they're saying if you have the coin with the heads up right. and you flip it, 370,000 times, 51% of the time it's going to come up head. So the uh, in an NFL know. game, where do they start with uh, the coin? Does it always start with heads up? Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm not sure. Do I know the, they the show players? you this is heads, this is tails. So do we know, I don't know which side is up when they flip it? Aren't those special coins, though? I know, like but there's always heads a heads in. Well, if this yeah. is the case, I'm going to use this evidence. Right. If I was calling the coin flip, I'm going to go with whatever is showing up. Do coaches know this? I don't know. Are you kidding me? Coaches know this. Their faces are buried in their play sheets. They I know, no but this is analytics. And how many odd times do they actually listen to their analytics department? I don't even know if they will subscribe to these analytics. You didn't want to subscribe to them. You said no. Well, I mean, I would think it's 50-50. And th- that was the essence of the story, Brainiac, is that it's not 50-50. The coin, the head. The, well, do you the, believe that? Up. Well, I believe the story, their evidence. Why would they lie? They flipped the coin well, 350,000 times. I'm not saying they're not times. lying. Is that just the way it turned out, though? I don't know. Not now you're talking my... yourself in circles. But 51% of the time, the coin that you flip. 50.8% of the time, I think. Right, yeah. So I'm going to round it up. I'm going to use analytics to round it up. So 51% of the time, it's going to be the side that is sitting up. How do you know that Tails didn't have a good run in them? Uh, 
the next. All right, you know what? This is nonsense. When we come back, I got some other things that would be more entertaining. That's next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. I have not seen any further information about the Bigfoot that was spotted in Colorado, but I do see more articles coming out about it, so... Hopefully, uh, we'll have some more detailed examination. Yeah. What do you, um, you think it's fake? I heard Tyler. I thought it was fake. Tyler said to me he believes more in Loch Ness Monster than Bigfoot. No, no, no. I, I'm more fascinated by Loch Ness. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Are you, do you think that there's a Yeti or a Bigfoot out there? Probably. Yeah. I mean, you I, do? I, I, don't, I don't really care, though, about a, a Bigfoot. I, like, I'm more intrigued by it, a Loch Ness monster or aliens or something. Like, Bigfoot's probably last on the pecking order of mythical creatures. See, I, oh, think, I, like it, I think there's a very Power good chance mythical figures. that we have physical evidence of aliens. Like, it wouldn't shock me one yeah. bit if we have, like, alien remains. I don't I, think we have Bigfoot remains. If we did, why would anybody keep them from you? Like, if Bigfoot existed, don't you think we would have found one or we would have one by now? Well, maybe it's such an advanced species it knows how to hide. Oh, get out. I'm just saying. I mean, get out. They're immortal, so there's no remains. Okay, Kevin, what are you doing to me? You're making my head hurt. What do you mean? He may have just given you the answer. They're immortal, so there's no remains? Yeah. You can't, are you saying they can't facts, kill them? You can't kill them? No. They, they, you can't, what are you going to do to it? I, I don't know. Maybe it dies of, of old age. You but that's what it. a mortal does. I, I get it. I'm saying like it that, has the secret to eternal. Well, life. then I would see you would see it more. I, we don't have everything's fuzzy and blurry. Show me. I want a close up. I want a team photo with Bigfoot in it. I mean, can I see one of those? A team photo. Of team Bigfoot's? photo. I get a they're Bigfoot, a Loch Ness monster, or maybe they're all Bigfoot. Like the Loch Ness Big monster. Feet. I've heard uh, Black and Abdallah talk about it. It's Loch, Ness, Loch Ness is not a big body of water. No. If there was a monster in there, wouldn't they have found it by now? Yes, that's my point. Old Nessie? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's more. I think it's much more likely that there's aliens than there are Bigfoots. Big feet? Bigfoots? That's big a good five. question. Big what do you call it? It's, it's Bigfoots. With an S? Yeah, I don't think you go Big Feet. Okay. Uh, would you? Are you buying my premise that there's probably there? You believe more in aliens than you do an actual Bigfoot. Yes, yes. There, that's a greater. There's more space out yeah, there. Yeah, literally. literally. Speaking <laughs> of uh, space, uh, NASA plans to move Americans to the moon by the year 2040. You in? Uh, no, I. You know why? Me. I can't. Why, why do I want to go to the moon? Well, there's many. Are reasons. you going to be there? Are you going to be there? Yes. Then I'm going to stay. I'm going to hold down the fort here. You we good could luck. Do, good luck. We could that. do a fort. We could do a show on different different spots. You're going to be doing a shot. Sylvie's uh, live via Comrex yeah. on the moon. Wow. How right. strong are these Comrexes? Dude, you tell me, Charlie. Uh, we're at a pivotal moment, and in some ways it feels like a dream sequence. Nikki Werkheiser, the director of technology maturation at NASA, told it. A news outlet. In other ways, it feels like it was inevitable that we would get here to the point where 
She is suggesting that Americans will live on the moon by 2040. I just want to go. I just want to, whether it's a vacation or just see it up close. Well, going to the moon is going to take you significantly less time than going to, like, Mars. Mars is, like, like Mars, right? Yeah, no desire. Did you ever see Interstellar? Want to go to space, want to go to the moon. Interstellar, where they actually created livable environments in different places, different planets? I don't think I saw it. No, it'll make your head pop. So... Make sure that your feet are firmly on the ground and you're not drinking. Uh, this real quick, I got to tell you this story: female frogs fake their deaths to avoid having sex. That's going way too far. That's like that. I've heard the old excuse: I have a headache, but to fake your death to avoid having sex? Like seriously? Female frogs fake their deaths to avoid sexual interaction. A new study has found All you have to experts. Say is I have a headache. Previously believed that she-frogs weren't able to fend off unwanted male attention in the form of intimidation, harassment, even forced, whatever. But now what they do, they fake their own deaths to keep them from having to go through the process. You've got to learn about different species before you actually understand life. I'm just saying. I like that story. Yeah. Very just telling you. Yeah. That's the, t- the title. Female frogs fake their deaths to avoid it. My wife just fakes that she's asleep. Or she says she has a headache. <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> That's it. That's all. all right. Uh, coming up Ribbit. next. We'll talk to Courtney. You're Curtis. not dead. Stop playing dead. We're taking it to that extent. Just say no, okay? You're tired, all right? We'll, we'll revisit this tomorrow. Ribbit. Ribbit. Courtney Cronin joins us. Uh, she's gonna this t- is exactly where I belong, in the basement of Hallis Hall. Yeah. Courtney Cronin's going to tell us about Luke Getze speaking today, some interesting things. Darnell Mooney had some interesting thoughts as well. We'll talk to Courtney uh, live at Hallis Hall coming up next.